Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Staub. Welcome to Legally Sound Smart Business. This is Nasser Pasha. And this is Matt Staub. And welcome to our business legal podcast, where we cover business in the news and add our legal twists and also answer some of your business legal questions that you, the listener, can send in to ask at LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com. Perfect. You got it right. I know. I didn't add anything there. I feel nervous. Like we said earlier in the week, you know, you don't have to email us the question. You can ask us in person if you... Well, I mean, it sounds like you actually mind, but I don't mind. If someone has a question, you can find me on the streets and ask me. I'll put it in here, our little spreadsheet, and I'll answer it at some point. That's how this one worked out. And also, you can follow us at AskBizLaw on Twitter. And if it's under 140 characters, you can ask your question that way. That's true. Not as anonymous, but you know, yeah, you can still do it. Well, you can make your Twitter profile anonymous, I suppose. But yeah, you can create a new Twitter profile just to ask a question. Yeah, that's a good idea. I would do that. Let's jump into this, and I don't know how we haven't talked about this before. And to be quite honest, I hadn't heard of it till recently. Even though this is happening in multiple locations across the country, but of course, the one we have to talk about is at a pizza place. I don't know if this is a growing trend because I don't know if it's even a trend or if it's growing, but there's multiple (laughs) restaurants across the country like this pizza place in Virginia Beach that is giving discounts to customers who carry a gun or bring a concealed handgun permit to their restaurant. So I understand the Second Amendment. That's something that we all know of, but I think this is a little bit too far for two reasons. Seems weird to offer a discount for someone to bring their gun in and two, yeah, obviously people that have guns are definitely want to come there, but you're also alienating a huge market of people that are probably never going to go to your restaurant anymore if they know about this. Yeah. I mean, obviously this is a very highly politicized issue. And I think in my opinion, it's just a means of gaining publicity because these kinds of things aren't going to work in every place. I'm a little surprised Virginia Beach is part of it. I didn't necessarily construe that as a location where gun rights was kind of a big issue there. But nonetheless, I do enjoy the fact that it's a pizza place. But having people bring guns is a little strange to me, but to each his own, I suppose. So I did a little more research into this. The reason we talked about this, obviously, is for the pizza place. Obviously. I mean, this is just one pizza place, but it gets worse. (laughs) There's a bar in Tennessee that allows you to give some sort of discount for guns. I mean, that's worse because now you're dealing with alcohol. Yeah, not a good combination. At the Shiloh Brew and Chew is the name of this place. But then there's this place in Rifle, Colorado, aptly named, where the waitresses have holsters on and carry guns around with them as they're (laughs) doing their job as a waitress, which seems over the top to me. But like I said, it's, it's definitely a publicity stunt. And there's also... There's some big national chains that welcome guns like Starbucks and Sonic and uh, Chipotle. They should. uh, It's also kind of funny to just pick one amendment of the Constitution to give discounts for. They shouldn't discriminate. They should have like the 18th Amendment, which effectively established the prohibition of alcoholic beverages (laughs) and those that don't bring alcohol. Or I think then it was a couple of amendments afterwards that actually lifted that prohibition i can't remember now my 20 21st history. i believe right that's usually 21st. the name of uh i think that's the name of some liquor stores is 21st amendment so oh, yeah that, yeah that's how you remember it <laughs> yeah Here, I'll, I'll look it up now 
Well, yeah, was, let's, what other amendments yeah. can restaurants offer? So some restaurants are offering discounts for the Fourth Amendment. So unreasonable search and seizures. I don't know how they would incorporate that in there. Or maybe the Third Amendment, which is, what is that? Courting <laughs> soldiers. soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> obs- you bring your soldiers in and from your home that are being courted there, you can get yeah. a discount. Yeah. You can have fun with it, but. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Obviously, if there are, just kind of give our legal twist here, the legal restrictions of carrying guns in public places and so forth is varying by state, even to a local perspective as well. And encouraging patrons to come in with their guns if it's legal is not discriminatory. It's perfectly fine. The only argument would be, and I think this would be a very contentious argument, is that if you encourage people to bring firearms and then there's a firearm accident, then does the pizza place or especially that bar hold any liability? Yeah. I think that would be uh, an interesting uh, argument. Yeah, because you're incentivizing the customers to bring it in, actually. And I do need to make one clarification. Uh, the thing I said earlier about Starbucks, Sonic, and Chipotle is actually the exact opposite. And they are saying specifically guns are not welcome yeah, into yeah. our places. So. I, for some reason, I thought you said that. Yeah, it's the opposite for sure. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> I, I read that incorrectly. So That's embarrassing. I hope no one was listening to this, stopped listening, got their gun, and went to Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's true. They stopped listening or they're on their way with their weapons now. And they're like, well, well, I'm already on my way. Might as well go for it. But the other places like Shiloh Brew and Chew in Tennessee, All Around Pizza in Delhi and Virginia Beach, or Shooter's Grill in Rifle, Colorado, or the Cajun Experience in Virginia, all of these are welcoming gun owners. So hopefully if you want to do this, you live close to one of those cities in those states and you you can (laughs) check it out. Let's see. What's the closest one we're to? Let's head over. Nothing really close to us, I guess. There's one in Colorado, and that's the one where the waitresses carry guns around with them, so maybe check it out sometime. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to our question of the day, because this is from an anonymous friend of ours who shall be named as someone who's anonymous. <laughs> yeah. So the question is this. If I put a project up on Kickstarter and receive funds, do I owe taxes on it? You know, this is a pretty interesting question, and we've talked about Kickstarter before. It's basically a free way to raise money from people. And if you're like the guy who was the Airbnb squatter, which we didn't talk about this on the episode, but you posted an update, you know, you can also just start a Kickstarter. Get, you know, I think he got like forty. What do you get? Forty grand or something? And just didn't even do anything. Like, didn't even pursue the project he had. Yeah, I mean, I I paid taxes on it, but I, I just kept yeah. it. <laughs> so that was you. Uh, so the question is this, what are the tax ramifications of doing a Kickstarter project? Basically, it's this. Kickstarter's stance is, of course, you know, we're not tax experts. And I guess that's our little warning, too, is you, know, you and I aren't tax no. experts. But Nor is this tax advice. But the money that you do receive from Kickstarter is considered income for the most part. So, of course, you know, whatever money you get, you can offset that with expenses. I mean, that's just a common concept. But for the most part, it is considered income. Now, in my opinion, how I'm looking at this is 
My first thought was it would be a gift because basically, for those of you who don't know, you can gift up to fourteen thousand dollars per year to as many people as you want, and there's no there's no tax consequences. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think the reason that it's not the case here is a lot of times for Kickstarter, you offer something, and in return, they get something back. So I think that's what kicks it out of the gift possibility. Yeah, even if it's something nominal, because a lot of times what you're getting may be much less than what you paid for. I still think that. That's the thing. The argument could be made, well, obviously, you're just kind of being a little bit charitable, not charity in the 501c3 sense, but charitable and paying much more than what it's worth. And so is maybe the amount of money you give minus the value of the property that you received a gift amount? I don't know. I don't I don't think even that makes sense either. This is kind of the IRS stance as they do see it as income. I mean, I can definitely see people trying to get out of this yeah. whatever way they can and say, this is a gift, whatever route they want to take to get out of it. But just keep in mind, if you do this, the IRS is going to say, most likely say this is income yeah. and you need to pay tax on it. But why do you care? Because you just got a bunch of people to give you money for free. So basically, you're just subtracting a little <laughs> bit from that. So I don't know why they should care too much. In theory, though, it should be offset wholly. If you're, well, if you're, if you're doing it correctly in Kickstarter, right? If, right. if you raise $40,000 for your business that you plan on spending for your business, then you should spend that $40,000 in your business. And so therefore make zero dollars off of it. Yeah. It seems strange to me that this whole Kickstarter concept, when you invest in a company, for example, and an investor gives you 100K or seven figures or what have you, there's usually an understanding that whether or not the managers of the company, officers of the company are going to take a salary or not from that investment, or are they going to make it from the revenue that's generated? Right. And there's a discussion of that, right? But in this case, there's no obligation. The people can use that money to pay their own salary if they want, because they can say, well, I need to pay my salary. I need to pay my time. I'm putting my money in this, which I'm not saying that's necessarily wrong, but I'm just saying it's a strange concept that people don't pay money on Kickstarter the same way that you would invest money. Obviously, it's not an investment anyway, because you're not getting much back. This is kind of the similar thing. I always thought it was weird when people complain about it's like, oh, so, so-and-so won the lottery, but they have to pay tax on it. It's like you got free money that you didn't have as yeah. of like before you won the lottery. You're still way better off than you were the day before you won. <laughs> so I don't really, I don't understand that argument at all. It's more of an argument against taxes in general, not that you're getting taxed yeah. of the lottery. People see it as unjust somehow, but obviously if you feel that's unjust, then you just feel taxes in general are unjust. Yeah which is a different issue. It's different if you get a, an actual, like a car or something, and then you don't have the liquid funds to pay whatever uh, taxes yeah. on that. That's a different story. That's a different story, yeah. I agree. Because a lot of times, too, when you get that car, maybe valued at some sort, but then you have to sell the car to get taxes, you may not even get the full value of how much it was originally valued, right? Yeah. So that's like the price is right issue. Yeah. Did we also talk about sales tax? I mean, that could apply, too, because a lot of times on Kickstarter, you're actually selling like... Not selling, but it might be construed as selling these certain items, right? Yeah, that's true as well. So there are sales tax issues that come into play. So it's free money, but it's free money at a discount, I suppose. I think in either case, you have to put some money aside for taxes or for at least hiring an accountant to figure this all out for you. It's not a straightforward answer. Yeah, we should start a Kickstarter where we try to raise money (laughs) for this problem. To provide services for successful Kickstarters (laughs) that need to figure out if they need to pay taxes. I love it. Or that uh, Third Amendment restaurant you were talking about. Oh, which restaurant? Earlier in the episode, you talked about you're going to start that restaurant with the Uh, Third Amendment. 
That's right. Or yeah, so at least some other amendment that's focused. I'm not sure which one yet. Maybe maybe search and seizure is a good one or I don't know. Maybe the women's right to vote. Coming to that effect. Suffrage. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. And on that constitutional note. Yeah. Keep it sound and keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.